The meeting will come to order. We are now holding a meeting of the Port of Astoria. Uh, may we have the roll call, please? Commissioner McLean. Present. Commissioner Spence. Present. Commissioner Campbell. Here. Commissioner Stevens. Here. And Commissioner Roan. Here. It's a three to vote. Three to two vote on here and present. Uh, please join me for the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Uh, Commissioner reports. We'll start with uh, Commissioner McLean. I would prefer to retain my comments until after the executive director's comments. If possible. I'll think about it. Uh, Commissioner Campbell. Uh, I have nothing. Uh, Commissioner Spence. Uh, first, I'm going to compliment Ella for the great job that she's done uh, taking over for Judy in responsibilities in, in running the administration office in preparation of the uh, agenda packages, and uh, uh, she has done very well uh, and didn't miss a, a step hitting it, replacing Judy. So uh, can thank you and congratulations on the good job you're doing. Uh, we had a uh, cruise ship cancel this morning, uh, actually this afternoon, it was running late anyhow. And uh, with the bad weather and the bar being so uh, uh, high and uh, difficult, uh, they canceled out and, can, and passed us up. So. That's unfortunate. It would have been the beginning of the first of 11 cruise ships that will be coming in now over the next uh, two weeks, uh, repositioning, uh, coming back from Alaska, heading heading south. Um, I, speaking of uh, agenda packages, I did personally hand deliver our port uh, agenda packages to the uh, Seaside Library and the Astoria Library. Uh, that's all I have. Commissioner Stevens. Well, I was part of a group that uh, met with a gentleman named Logan Hollers from Senator Merkley's staff on the 4th of September. Uh, we were discussing the Water Resources Development Act. And uh, he was interested in seeing if he uh, needed to provide any assistance to the Port of Astoria. We discussed uh, our infrastructure and our financial situation and took him on a tour of Pier 2. He seemed pretty receptive. I have no idea where we stand overall in competition with other needy businesses, ports or whatever, but it is a Water Resources Act. We probably saw that advertised in the uh, Pacific Northwest Waterways monthly bulletin. I was also able to uh, meet with our state representative at a dinner and uh, we discussed many things. I was able to sit next to her and uh, went uh, with several back and forth on the Port of Astoria and as she departed she did uh, offer to uh, lend us help if we wanted to call her and that's all I've got. Thank you. Uh, 
I'm going to try to use this opportunity to kind of discuss things that we might discuss in the future as a board. And um, there's been some conversation more informal about um, overlay districts that the uh, city has proposed. And um, there's a history of that with the port. Um, there was a public process years ago, and there was two years of public comment. And at that stage, the uh, Astoria City Council was of the opinion that development should take place uh, in a more heavily, heavily, in a more heavy manner, in in the in the area that where we are, and that that may have changed. So, uh, if the commission would agree, I'd like to we could, as a commission, have our executive director look into coming up with uh, clear expectations that the port would have, whether we're dealing with the city of Astoria or the potentially the city of Warrington in the future, but that way, in a formal manner, um, we become part of the process. And uh, so if that's agreeable, we could uh, have our executive director work on that. Does that sound reasonable? Yeah. Fine with me. So Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, along that line, uh, Mr. President, the uh, city uh, council of Astoria uh, at their meeting on Monday, September 30th, uh, we'll be holding the first uh, hearing on a on a, an ordinance uh, that would uh, uh, put would uh, contribute to uh, an overlay of of the um, western part of our port. Uh, so. That I, I call that to uh, the director's attention uh, you know, on the uh, literature and uh, minutes of uh, prior uh, meetings of their planning commission, which uh, they've been working on this for a couple of months. So that's the background, but the city is moving forward uh, on it at this point. It was my opinion that we have a lot of very, uh, we have a lot of pressing issues, so. Um, not wanting to add another pressing issue, I did a, a little more research on it and was advised that we should be part of the process. And if it wasn't, and, um, so that's kind of how, how I approached it. So it sounds like we all agree on that. Um, are there any changes or additions to the agenda? Seeing none, public comment. Um, I don't see any public comment forms. Uh, moving on to the consent calendar, uh, the meeting minutes of July 2nd, the event calendar of October 2019, and the financials of July 2019 can be all approved in one motion. Mr. Chairman, I have some corrections on the minutes. On uh, page uh, three at the, uh, the bottom under uh, 7C, line one, two, three, four, uh, misspelling of uh, Mr. Fick's name, uh, it, the proper last name is F-I-C-K and not the T. And then uh, at the bottom, uh, just a, the very last line, uh, pre-naming, then there's M-E that, that is just a, a, a typo and needs to be deleted. On the next page, uh, there was a motion and, and a vote. What, what happened was uh, 
it reads, Commissioner Campbell would like to have staff input before moving forward with the Finance Committee. Commissioner Campbell would like to delay the motion until they have input from Will Isom. Commissioner Campbell moved to delay the addition of a standing Finance Committee until the next business meeting. Commissioner McLean seconded. There's no discussion on what the vote was or what the outcome of that motion was. It, it obviously did carry, but we don't know if it's three to two or five zero. So maybe some research on completing that on, on what the final vote was for the future record. So maybe the secretary can research that and have corrected minutes. Okay. With that, are there any? Uh, is there a motion to approve the consent calendar? So moved. There's second. Second. It's been moved and seconded to approve the consent calendar. All those in favor say aye. 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 All those opposed? Consent calendar is approved. Uh, we have action items that Gary Copes could uh, give us an update on a progress report on AIP <coughs> 24 and then we'll follow that with a discussion on AIP 25. Thank you. Field engineer for precision approach. He's been on the project since the beginning of construction. Thank you. Come back up here, Dave. I'm not getting away that easy, are you? <laughs> Gary, could you introduce? Dave on the mic as well so that we have it in the recording. Sure. Uh, with me today is Dave Butler from Precision Approach Engineering. He's the uh, field engineer for Precision Approach and has been on the job physically since the beginning of construction. Um, we're looking at a significant uh, pending change order on uh, the AIP 24 project. After we completed the um, demolition of the existing asphalt um, and exposed the subgrade, uh, we started observing some conditions that uh, caused us to call out the geotech engineer. And um, he visited the site. And I've got a few photos here that I'll show you. Long and short of the story is we had planned and had budgeted in the existing uh, approved project about $180,000 for excavation of unsuitable materials and replacing it with stone base. Um, the conditions we found were substantially worse than uh, were discovered with the uh, initial geotech survey. They tend to be localized, but uh, in some cases we had to excavate down five feet below the planned uh, subgrade elevation and all of that material gets replaced with rock and so um, we're looking right now at a change order with a probable range of cost of about $350,000 down to $190,000 and I know that's a big spread but it has to do with what, what we haven't completed yet and what we, we may find we think we've got some 
pretty good uh, expectations of what the remainder of the work will demonstrate to us. And um, the FAA will fund 90% of the additional cost, but we have to bear the uh, remaining 10%. So uh, our estimate is the probable cost is going to be in the range of $240,000 additional. And the FAA would pay about 216000 of that and the port share would be about 24000 And uh, I haven't had a chance to discuss it with uh, Mr. Ison. I, I just gave him a very brief heads up on it. Um, the One of the potential solutions uh, would be to eliminate two items that are budgeted, which are some uh, taxiway and uh, apron striping, and also um, a study of the sewer infiltration and that accounts for about $27,000 so um, there are ways of dealing with it and um, uh, remains to be seen what route is chosen yet so um, most of this is to just give you a heads up because it also potentially has some bearing on how you vote on the uh, uh, proposal for AIP 25 so I uh, wanted to be aware of it before we discuss that. Uh, this is a uh, drawing of the uh, project, which is the creation of about a 1,100 feet of parallel taxiway at the end of uh, runway 8. You can see the, in the old considers that unsafe and this has been uh, a fix that's been around at least in concept for a couple of years. Um, the, all of the asphalt uh, and the old taxiway was removed and we've done uh, probably 90% of the grade, 85% We've actually got about just over half of it we've excavated out. And then uh, well, we've upgraded the strip about Yes, we've actually removed the old taxiways and uh, surfaces up to about 15 feet, uh, left the grindings in place uh, just because we had to basically create a 150 foot shoulder. Um, so all of that's, that's been done. The uh, electrical demolition uh, for the old taxiway is all been care of and then the uh, excavation of the area uh, through the new footprint was started and that's of course when some of the issues that Gary's talking about were discovered as we um, started that down the subject. Uh, this is a depiction uh, of where the geotech study was done. There were three borings done. One at this location excavator and the uh, geotech engineers examined the materials that came out of those test kits and reported on them. Um, the geotech work uh, identified that we had uh, soil conditions that were questionable and there, that's the reason for the 
$180,000 that was part of the existing project uh, being allocated for unsuitable materials. So when we started excavating, uh, we stripped the uh, surface of the runway, the asphalt, and the old base, and observing some of the vehicles moving over that base, we started seeing some pumping action. So we called the uh, geotech out and did an on-site inspection and we dug three test pits and this is the first one. And you can see the, uh, the surface soils are, are fairly brown and dry and uh, in this particular location after you go down uh, about a foot and a half you start getting some dark, uh, I'll call it gooey, uh, soil material and uh, that's the source of the pumping that we were seeing. And so his recommendation was to over excavate as basically as needed, but about a foot and a half. At a minimum, uh, with Can you the, speak uh, closer to the mic? Uh, with the exception of um, uh, a few uh, areas where we'd found a different soil, uh, it was about a foot and a half that we were going to try to excavate the whole area and then um, as we found some of the worst areas to adjust the excavation accordingly to uh, uh, get rid of some of the very, uh, some of that gooey kind of soil that uh, Gary was speaking of that we found as we got deeper. Uh, the whole area above those, when you get in them, I mean, just way deeper on a gel would probably be the best example, but, um, and so we proceeded This is the uh, second test pit. It is uh, dug several hundred yards or several hundred feet past where the uh, first uh, test pit was dug. And uh, it shows, again, some dark soil, but not as bad as in the first uh, pit. And then the uh, third one was dug in an area that visibly was stable when we worked on it and uh, appeared to be fairly dry and sandy. And uh, going down about 12 or 18 inches, we found <coughs> soil that we weren't finding a different material down here. This is an area where we've reduced the amount of uh, over-excavation that we've done on the project. Is this because you're close to wetlands uh, or intrusion from uh, any possible uh, water level associated with wetlands that uh, are in the area? It's because the airport is built on uh, alluvial tidal plain, and there's about a five to six foot layer of sand that overlays most of the airport. It was imported by the Navy in World War II, and once you get through that material, then you get down into the old alluvium. And uh, some places it's stable, and some places it's not. It's sensitive to moisture. Probably in some areas changes from time to time. Stronger sometimes. So this is uh, what we would call a normal condition. We over-excavated 18 inches <coughs> in this area. We placed, uh, we cut, did the initial stripping, cut it to the plant subgrade, and then the over-excavation is to go down an additional 18 inches, place the geotech fabric, and then add uh, 18 inches of 
six inch minus rock to reinforce the base of the section. Then on top of this uh, subgrade section, there's going to be an additional 15 inches of T154, which is a form of crushed stone, and then six inches of P209, which is a finer uh, stone base, and that's all compacted to a certain specification, and then four inches of asphalt. So what you see here, uh, the elevation where the caterpillar is moving along is the subgrade. There's going to be an additional 25 inches of material on top of that. Have you found any in your spoils of digging up any pollution, any signs of pollution or no. past history? Or no. You had mentioned sewer pipes earlier. Uh, are you finding any pipe each in the ground out there for drains or? Old, old conduit from uh, different versions of the electrical system along the taxiway. Okay. But I don't think you found any pipe at all. No, I think there was a catch basin that was attached to a pipe, so it was part of a drain system that was part of the system it was a you know demo that's the only pipe that uh, we encountered and that was a plastic pipe. Uh, this next photo is in the vicinity of that first test pit that uh, we dug and uh, I believe you can see this location we're down about five feet on the right hand side it steps up two feet that goes over to the uh, subgrade that's been cut and uh, replaced with six inch stone base so you can see the different levels of elevation and that's what's depicted on the uh, handout that uh, uh, Dave gave to you is the different levels of uh, cut that uh, we've experienced out there. You can see the uh, excavators in this are down to the tracks. We have one photo which I didn't include. One of those excavators is down to the top of the back deck in the mud uh, before it was extracted. The other thing that we found in these deep pits were trees. We started referring to them as subterranean logging. <laughs> and it's, it's old trees and root balls. And our, our guess uh, is that when the Navy engineered this, they used the root masses stabilize the soil under there, put the sand over it. Their plan was for it to last five to ten years to get through the war. And, uh, Eighty years later, we're uh, still fighting the war. <laughs> There's probably several truckloads of trees that we extracted out there. Uh, this is the uh, place of uh, deepest excavation. We went down five feet and then brought in 18-inch minus and pounded it with the uh, bucket of the excavator into the, uh, the subgrade out there. And a, at, at the time we were at this point, I called Commissioner Gamble and asked him to come out and take a look and kind of validate what we were doing. We uh, run in, ran into a tough situation and we just had to deal with it. And uh, I'll let him speak, but I think he heard the process that we were going through. This is after the 18-inch minus had been placed. We then rolled out the geotech fabric and uh, filled about uh, three, three and a half foot of six-inch minus stone on top of that to bring us back up to something. Uh, 
this photo just depicts the multiple levels of uh, excavation that we had to deal with. And then this last photo, basically, we're now in an area where the uh, subgrade conditions are good. We, in this case, we only over-excavated one foot, put down one foot of additional stone under the base. So this is where we're at right now. We haven't completed all of the excavation work. Uh, we've got weather is working against us at this point and uh, so I don't have a hard number but I think I've given you a range and you know the probable cost so um, I just wanted you to have that information prior to talking about AIB twenty-five. Thank you. Uh, which brings us to AIP Director, with regard to summary and financial impact, has a has a feeling as far as staff recommendation. Yeah, so the AIP 25 portion of this uh, was a part of the uh, 2020 budget. Um, going back to the the change order for AIP 24, um, I had talked to Gary a little bit about that last week, and one of the things to consider is from an operational standpoint, we had budgeted. Um, Judy is being uh, a 0.5 FTE uh, out at the airport because she was spending quite a bit of time out there so um, depending on how long it takes to replace those hours at the airport from a budgetary perspective um, that could possibly be fully covered just by a reduction in FTEs out at the airport um, if that doesn't end up working out um, Gary has been opening to look at He's been open to looking at his um, capital budget for the year, and, and there's a few things that we could possibly um, either either forego or find ways to go about those at a lesser cost. So I think um, on both the, the change order to AIP 24 and then AIP 25, um, we should be okay from a budgetary standpoint. Do we need to have a motion on AIP 24 at this for the change order at this point? At, at this point, we do not need a motion, no. I assume no. that it was uh, for information only and that we yeah. would maybe address that at our next meeting. Yeah, if we have, if if we we have final numbers, it, it could go a month before in terms of your next meeting schedule before we have something to, to vote on. But we will need your vote to okay. authorize that payment. So with that in mind, um, the two action items, uh, Will, that have been proposed, by Gary, we can move forward with those as per staff recommendation, or we just do one at a time. Uh, we should probably do those one at a time. Okay. Um, AIP 25 and the acceptance of the contractor. Okay, let's start with AIP 25. Gary. Okay, I just handed you uh, an email and a copy of the draft uh, grant agreement. Uh, it's in the amount of nine hundred thousand uh, dollars. That agreement is identical, other than the grant number and the amount of the grant to the uh, AIP 24 document. Uh, it's a standard uh, FAA grant form. Um, the, as indicated in the uh, uh, handout, um, un under this grant program, we're uh, potentially obligated up to about $32,000 in match funds. Um, that's a little bit more than is in the budget, but uh, there's probably going to be about 100 and 
forty to one hundred fifty thousand dollar reduction in design fees that are in this uh, included in this uh, uh, grant proposal, and um, the reason for that is the original scope of work was four million dollars. The FAA only had one million dollars this year, and um, the uh, scope of work for design construction period services and design was less because we didn't do the four million dollar scope of work we did the one million dollar scope of work and so that'll be reflected in here so our our proportional share is going to come down it should be back within budget any commissioners have any questions get a motion on approval uh, acceptance of the FAA offer Grant for AIP 25 in the amount of $900,000. I move we accept the grant, AIP 25. There a second? Second. We moved and seconded. Any additional discussion, questions? All those in favor say aye. 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 All those opposed? Motion passes. Which brings us to the uh, approval of a construction contract with Big River for AIP 25. Uh, could I add one comment relative to uh, AIP 25? The, uh, it would be a different grant, but the FAA has verbally offered an additional $3 million for uh, apron renovation. And uh, I've had that information for a number of weeks. I've been talking to some other sources about uh, the potential match, which would be for us in the range of uh, 150 to 300,000, depending on whether or not we got an ODA match grant uh, to go with ours. And uh, so far, we've had no uh, no progress in finding another source. So it's potential that that uh, three million dollars is just going to be retracted and go somewhere else. So wanted you to be aware of that. Do we have a number for this contract? And there, what was their low bid? Um, uh, you're, you're asking about the Big River contract? I think yeah. Yes. Uh, $499,500. How much? $499,500. It's in your package. I didn't see that. The, the next additional okay. bidder was significantly higher. They were $799. 779590 so the big river oh okay i got it on page 19. yep uh, there there appears to be a typo on uh page 16 under background and overlay where it comes to dollar amount of 499 comma 66 period five zero i think we're missing a, a figure in there should be 606 Four nine nine six zero oh, six. Yeah, yeah. So the number I, I would add to uh, this request for approval is that the uh, you, you may approve it, but we wouldn't execute the contract until the FAA grant is in place. So we wouldn't be obligated unless we had the grant. Uh, it would be helpful, I think, to have the approval and know. Know when we're ready, we can move ahead on the award of the contract. 
would say this is also one opportunity for a project that's done by all local forces. When would they hope to begin construction? Next year. Oh, next year. Yeah. Um, we don't want to open up the, uh, the existing surface and let water get into the subgrade under, even though there's problems that need to be resolved. Uh, still probably best not to tempt fate and try to do it anymore this year. Are there any other additional questions about the Big River contract? Get a motion to approve it? McLean? I would McLean. make a motion to approve the contract for Big River. Uh, tell us the amount. In the amount of $499,606.50. Second. Then a motion and a second. Any additional questions or comments? All those in favor say aye. 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 Motion passes. Thank you. Moving on to the advisory section of uh, the agenda, the strategic plan update. And uh, Mary MacArthur, come forward. So we have our plan, strategic plan, a lot of work's gone into it. And Commissioner Spence thought it would be good for the record to reflect that we had three public outreach, outreach events. So uh, for the record would note that at three different locations throughout the county. Um, I thought they were positive events and appreciate all the hard work that went into it. Um, you have some, uh, you have a list of, of um, changes that could or could not be made. Some of them are, are more obvious than others and the uh, staff recommendation is to amend those outright um, and that would just give the um, that would just by consensus allow for that those to move forward for the October 1st meeting uh, I just like to say that the financial the strategic plan the objective here um, is to get the port on track financially would be the first thing uh, back on track with uh, legal compliance with the state would be the second thing and to establish public trust is the third thing and um, so our audience very briefly is the state number one and two general public and while I believe we think we're on the right track that right track may be only three months now so uh, and it, my general opinion about some of the language in here that uh, we might not like it may be helpful that the state and the agencies that indivi individuals of those agencies would appreciate an acknowledgement that maybe things hadn't handled been handled as well as it could have been in the past and uh, an acknowledgement of that may may make them more willing to help the uh, port out in the future and ultimately I think the executive director mentioned I want to take it out of context that you know if that's what we need to do to put ourselves in line for assistance that might be a, a good idea but um, with that uh, 
like to thank everybody for all their hard work and turn it over to Mary. Uh, Mary MacArthur, and I'm uh, Executive Director of Columbia Pacific Economic Development District, and we're, we've been working on this plan now for just about exactly three years. Um, and I also want to echo those of you that, and all of you actually, did provide input into this, uh, this July version of this plan, and thank you uh, for that. And what I did was I took the uh, comments and just inventoried them, uh, listed them out by page number, and the, uh, the ones in white are the ones from uh, Commissioner Stevens, the ones from, uh, in yellow are from Commissioner McLean, and the uh, uh, sort of brown flesh-colored ones are from uh, Commissioner Spence. Um, the other thing that, what I, just to give you a little format about how, so we can do this and not spend the rest of the evening here, um, why don't I quickly go through the ones that I'm recommending that we just outright do because many of them are just typos that needed to be corrected. Um, and I'm also going to do a mea culpa on this handout. I did this over the weekend and I did not also there's some typos in this handout too so I apologize for that. I uh, did not get a chance to, to, to look at that closely enough. But um, if, if, if following that if we could have a bit of a discussion about some of the, the items that um, are still open-ended here relative to whether or not you want them changed or uh, or not. And then um, at the end of the, the evening, what I think the best plan would be is if you come to consensus and, and, and feel you know good about what you want to put into this plan, um, I can draft up, uh, make the changes, make the amendments in the next uh, week and then you'll have a week before your October um, uh, meeting, which at that point I would recommend if you uh, make your final changes to it and then approve it on the October 1st, and that way then you can get the sent off to, to Salem. So that's sort of a timeline as well as a process, including tonight. Any, any, any objections to sort of proceeding that way? All right, well, why don't we just very quickly then go through the, uh, the, uh, the changes that I think are pretty uh, straightforward in the amend column on the uh, this, the handout. Uh, I guess we have to correct your the spelling of your name, Commissioner McLean. Golly. Technicalities. Yeah. <laughs> um, on page seven, add to the uh, the fourth paragraph that that are, the peers also serve as an emergency peer for passing ships. I thought that was a good suggestion, a good add. Um, on the uh, page eight, where we look at the uh, Waterfront East strategic objectives, another interesting one that I, I missed was uh, instead of specifically identifying that uh, and, and growing Astoria, uh, delete the word Astoria so that again, that we, you've got a district that covers all of Clatsop County. So I, th I thought that was a good, uh, good catch there. Um, on page nine, uh, the first paragraph of, uh, again was just a, a more of a typo than anything else, um, and the same thing on page thirteen that there was a space between the E and the S on sources, so that was not substantive. Um, skipping uh, to page nineteen, um, again uh, adding that the river ships also dock at Pier Two. That's a good one. Underlying skipping on. Okay, a typo there and that there's a typo on page 20 under uh, uh, port resources and financial condition. Um, page 27, in terms of the, the way right now the, uh, the 
boundaries are, are, are described as the populated part of Clatsop County. I went back to the charter and I've gone um, and looked up uh, everywhere I could find to, 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 to identify uh, how the ports uh, taxing district boundaries are uh, varied from Clatsop counties and I'm not seeing any difference there. This was, uh, this wording was provided by a, a prior staff person so I, I think that we can take out the, the part about where it's the uh, populated part of Clatsop County, so we'll fix that. Uh, again, on the page 34, there's a typo, there's an equal sign or something there. And then um, on the page 37, add the word update after strategic plan, strategic business plan. And that actually is important because uh, just to do, do a, one little veer off of the, this, this page here, is that um, I think what you're really looking at here with this strategic business plan is more of a two-year plan, and this is a plan that is going to get you from um, where you were actually as of July 1 to uh, hopefully some financial stability, uh, regaining some public trust in a, 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 an IGA that the state is, is saying right on, you're, you're following it to the letter. So I think rather than looking at it as a long-term strategic business plan or a traditional strategic plan, uh, that this is really more of a financial workout plan <coughs> and, uh, or, 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 or a business workout plan. So I think that is in, it's important to, to recognize that it's an update as opposed to a full plan. And I think that that differentiation needs to, to, to continue to happen on the, uh, uh, throughout the plan and anywhere there's wording about the plan. Um, page 38, uh, great comment about adding enterprise zones and opportunity zones. That's, that's certainly in the, the port's toolbox relative to what's available in, in, in terms of financing and uh, uh, certainly development, uh, business development. Uh, page 41, adding the, about the airport has uh, two runways capable of, gosh, there's a lot of typos in here, capable of landing jets and four-engine aircraft. Page 41, um, uh, adding uh, lack of sufficient revenue for required maintenance to support future airport operations. These are all great additions. Adding uh, under opportunities at Warrington. On page 41, 42, adding partnering with communities for development of campground or water sports activities on Skippenham Peninsula. This was something that came out of the Airport Advisory Committee and it could be something that potentially could be on a, a, an interim basis. Um, Although we did get a little pushback at one of the, <laughs> the town halls, but that was, that was kind of a different issue. Uh, page 42, a critical issue at airport deferred maintenance. Again, a good ad for that. Page 52, a background and status of the airport. Uh, I think that uh, there's also, um, right now, that it, 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 I think that it's good to add that the port has an obligation to maintain airport operational functionality for the entire coastal region from southwest Washington to Tillamook. In the event of a significant disaster, the airport may be the sole source of emergency supplies for recovery. So that, let's add that. I think that's a, 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 a nice strong statement and is an accurate one. Uh, page 52, um, uh, uh, key issues facing the airport um, add that the sewer system has experienced a dramatically greater volume of water from the airport so that that connectivity is made because then the follow-up part of that sentence talks about how then what is, uh, it's not matching, the, in, the, the what's going in is not matching what's going out in terms of the water. 
from the uh, from the city. Page 56, uh, reiterate the possibility of a partnership with the city of Warrington and private business at the Skippinon for the uh, camp, campground and water sports development. Uh, a typo on page 57, the should have been they. And is there anything on that? A uh, couple on the last page. Um, 61, add to, edu ed to educate at, uh, cust uh, customers. Um, and this was a good one, uh, again, a, a typo, but that um, also work on identifying drains and runoff uh, conduits which allow contaminants. And so that's a good, good piece to, to add to that. And then 66 on the uh, marketing plan, two-year act action activities at the uh, airport uh, to the focus uh, sentence, meaning that, that that's a part, that is a focus for the port in marketing as well. So any, I, I went through those pretty quickly. Any, any comments, feedback, um, objections to just me going ahead and making those additions, changes, edits, corrections to the, at least just these, these pieces so far? To me, they all look very agreeable. Uh, those, you know, basically, uh, I think that's why they were kind of recommended for amendment. So if there's consensus to move forward, we can just, um, we can move forward agreeing that all those amendments would just be incorporated. Uh, and again, this is not an approval. This is a consensus to move the document forward. The final approval will occur on October 1st, hopefully. So everyone agree with the amendments that have been recommended? Discussion? Please. Thank you. Mary, that's a terrific job. Thank you. Commendable the amount of uh, work you put into it. <clears throat> I'd still like to go in and plumb the depths of the negative, the negative thrust. That'd be the next step. I just wanted to. We have a, We need to have a discussion about that. I agree. Is, that Is this the time for the discussion? I, I just wanted to get consensus first. That we'd agree at least on what she just that went over. That have been checked off. As and recommended. Non, you know, they're 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 non egregious issues. And, and just so by consensus we could agree not We're to, sh not to shortchange you, that would be the next part of the conversation. So can we just agree that the uh, recommended amendments as checked off as she went through are agreeable? As forward. checked off with, yes. pen, with yes. severe pending questions and I think... Well, the, the items that are of your concern aren't the ones that are checked, checked off. off. So we can just agree that the items that are checked off could be move forward. Agreed. 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 Okay. All right, so now the, the, here's the part that I, I I did not put check marks on and it's, it's, the, it's the, the open open ones for discussion and these are the ones that sort of fall into the, the category of as you were describing <coughs> the, the tone of the, the, the document and um, I, I actually the tone of the document. So they, they, they fall into basically the categories of uh, public trust, uh, credibility, um, sort of the history of, of where the port has been, uh, at least in terms of, of things such as the, any rancor that has occurred within the commission and between the commission and staff, um, the depth of, of what goes in in terms of, of uh, what the ad hoc finance committee is uh, suggestions uh, for the port, and then um, how 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 does the business Oregon 
relationship get sort of accounted for in this, this uh, strategic plan update. So I, the reason I didn't make any hard recommendations in terms of putting checks in a column on this, this thing was because candidly, I think what's in this, what I, what's in here is what I'm recommending. And, and I'm doing a, a little bit, not a little bit, but it, it, it kind of underscore what um, Commissioner Rowan has said because you have, if, if this is looked at as a, as a short-term document, you're looking at something that is, um, you want to be able to, 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 to have an action plan, you want to be able to have checkoff items that you can say, we are, we are meeting what this says in two years from now. And by doing that, you, you have to recognize and acknowledge the, the, the past failings of the port, which, I mean, they're, they're decades, recognizing that they're decades in the making, but that you are taking ownership as of this point in time, and that you're also saying, we have a very specific uh, prescriptive way of how we're going to move forward on this. And it, it, it's going to address and, at, at, and as, as Commissioner Rohn described, it's going to have a primary focus of making sure that we get back on track financially and um, it, it, it get, provide you that, the, the, the plan to be able to say, okay, a year from now we've done these things financially and be able to have your checkoff list of things that you've done. And the same thing with uh, uh, compliance with a Business Oregon because out of this, they are going to take your strategic business plan and draft up your IGA. It comes out of the, the business plan. So that's, it's not only, um, <coughs> that, that IGA is, is not only going to list out the projects that they say that they're going to be able to help with funding for, which your pri uh, peer two is going to be your priority, it, it, uh, I'm hoping. But it also will have, in terms of the, the, the prescriptive stuff, it's going to have uh, things such as how often you're going to have to be reporting, what you're going to be reporting on. It's going to um, uh, have uh, specific timelines. And um, I, I, it's all here right now for them to be able to do that. That's, that's my only concern, that if you start not tinkering with it too much, you, you won't give them something that you can live with in terms of what they put into your IGA. Because if, you if, they, if they end up putting their own checklist in there, this might not be something that is, I, I don't, this, this could be something that you could live with, it sounds like, at least internally from a staff standpoint. The other piece, the, the third piece is this, this uh, the public um, confidence. And I, I've been telling everybody that I've talked to, you've heard me at the town halls, at the, uh, I've talked to Dave Harlan about this, I've talked to the regional solutions team about this, that I'm cautiously optimistic that things are turning around. And, and I, I, I can, the, I don't, I, I'm not just saying that, I can point to things that have happened. You've got a, a new commission, you've got a, an in, a new interim director, you have got new labor contracts. Uh, you know, there's, there's things now that are specific things that you can go back to your plan and say, we are accomplishing from this plan. And I think that's, that's why I think having this acknowledgement of your, your, the, the past failings, but in sort of a historical perspective, not saying that this is how we look at the port now, and then also having this 
forward thinking in terms of an action plan, I'm actually recommending that you kind of keep these, keep it in as, as is. The, uh, the public comment is another way to document, and we did get some more public comment on the, uh, at the town halls. We got two, two, two feedback uh, pieces, and I, what I would like to do is to add that to the public comment section of the uh, uh, document, and they're, they're not things that need to be added to the, uh, uh, the body of the, the plan, but they are things such as uh, uh, the, 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 there was some, still some concern about the upcoming or potentially upcoming legal issues facing the port with the, the passing ships and the, uh, uh, an ethics uh, issue as well as um, uh, taking a look at the charter too. And that might be something, not, not in this next two years, don't put this on your plate too, but it might be time for the port to take another look at its charter. It's been a while. I, I read the whole thing and it's, it, it goes back to 1903. So there might be some things there that need to be updated and might give you a little bit more leverage as you move forward um, out once you've kind of gotten through this next couple of years. But that's my take on things. And now what I think it needs to do is to go back to you guys and talk about, as a commission, I know you don't all agree. And I think that this is something at the end of the day you all have to feel good about. So if you're really, if this is important to you, let's hear it and let's have this discussion about about the tone and what stays in of, uh, of the comments that are, you guys went so carefully through this to, to put in here. Um, this is important because this is, this, is, this is your baby and you, you need to, to, to feel good about what, what comes out of this on October 1. And it, it can't be, the, the railroading days are gone. This is, this is something that you guys as a commission now have to say, I can live with this or I can't live with this and I really mean it. I can't live with this. Can you listen to me right now and and let's have a conversation about it. Okay, I think it's time for a little bit of a conversation amongst our, our commission here. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll lead off. Um, she kind of ticked through five things, public trust, credibility, history of the port, uh, the ad hoc committee, and then business org and our relationship with them comments that she just made and um, in a way I, I'm the reason we've been working with Mary is because we want to um, put ourselves in a position where we can regain a relationship with the state of Oregon so I'm all in favor of keeping the good the bad and the ugly in this plan and the reason I think that way is that an acknowledgement of maybe what was what was three months ago that's not ancient history that's not a track record that's before July and so the people that we may have burned bridges with uh, at the state that we now want to work with again probably like a little bit of acknowledgement of that and if that's what they need to work with us going forward and that helps the port then um, I, I think that would be great also I believe this is a living document uh, every year I believe we should have a you know state of the port state of the union an idea that um, we look at things and if we all agree that the Commission isn't yelling at each other or the staff is not you are not yelling at the staff we could say clearly 
at this stage we're not yelling at each other so we could probably take that out of our uh, strategic plan you know and in a way that's uh, easy progress so you could say we've made progress on our strategic plan because we're not yelling at each other and so I'm, I'm in favor of, of leaving it um, the way it is but uh, I'll just tick down uh, Commissioner Stevens thank you I appreciate what you're saying and I I think if we work at it we can find a, a middle ground first of all uh, this is a just a small correction we did have two other public meetings Mary if you recall oh, yeah. there were a total of five public outreaches we did one with the Yacht Club and one with the lower Columbia River chapter of uh, Military Officers Association uh, <coughs> Some of what you're saying, I, I think we can accomplish, although I don't know how you build a checklist and an item on the checklist is gonna say, I am trustworthy now. Uh, or the, the port has uh, stopped failing. We should be able to capture the essence of what you're saying about negativity with regard to the Port of Astoria, perhaps in one section of the strategic plan, possibly the introduction, a forward, or even in a cover letter, we can say, you know, mea culpa, mea culpa, the port has sinned, and mention whatever items you want to, but I would not stick it throughout the entire document where it reaches somebody's eye over and over again. Uh, let me look at some of this uh, increase increasing public distrust and frustration over the ports management and decision-making that's certainly not operative now I think we have done outreach we have brought people in we've talked things over with them and that's history uh, well the next sentence though does start in July 2019 ushered in new management and that the point of that was to, to show okay now there is a change and that's that's new language in the plan that's that that has come since since July we didn't <coughs> you couldn't say that before to whom does it serve to say that I think it's starting to show that you're 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 making progress you're starting to to, to, to turn the corner on some of no, the we have turned the corner well, I, I believe it serves our relationship with the state of Three, three months is in the track record. Yeah. Who in the state wants to hear this? Business Oregon. How does it serve them to have us trash ourselves like that throughout this document? I don't think it's trashing ourselves. I know. I don't think it's trashing ourselves. Per se, I think it's admitting with some great humility, hey, in the past, the organization has screwed up and made some major blunders and we have identified that because once we've identified once anybody has identified a blunder then the only normal thing to do is to correct that blunder not continue down that wayward path I think by acknowledging it that's telling them 
whoever them are. The state and the public. That we acknowledge our sin, if you will. I think uh, I could agree if you just stuck it in a cover letter or in the foreword or somewhere like that rather than providing all of those examples. I, w I would like to point out, Commissioner Roan, Commissioner Smith, you've been here three years, haven't you? Yes. Well, you're part yes. of the change. That That's yeah. part of the yeah. step forward. Uh, Commissioner Campbell, when, yeah. with his reelection, we have been moving forward slowly at times. Sometimes it's been back and forth, but for three years. And now we've got Commissioner McLean. Uh, I was elected, and I think it's not a false step to say that we have been making change and that we have been making progress. You said a couple of months. It's a, it's a lot more than that. And I think the document needs to reflect that. I also want to make a point. Look, Logan Hollers was here and he seemed really interested in the problems that we explained to him. You know, the infrastructure, we took him out on a tour of the of Pier 2. He was writing things down furiously. When he asked that question, how can we help? He's referring to the Water Resource Development Act where there is money being made available from the federal government to assist America's infrastructure and ports fall into that. I want to ask you, put yourself in Logan Holler's shoes. He carries this back to Senator Merkley. He gives it to the chief of staff. The senator's chief of staff is going to say, well, what documentation you know, do we have? Well, we have the Port of Australia strategic plan. And there in our strategic plan, it says we're untrustworthy. It says we're failing. It says we have terrible relationships with uh, our constituents and with our clients. I mean, I didn't write all of it down. You, you've read it before. All of these things here that are in white. Uh, and the example that Business Oregon, uh, Mr. Harlan used to uh, show how he felt about, that's, that's on page 39, page 40, nothing uh, is served by using an example like that you know it just says all oh, the port was so stupid the way they handled this uh, this grant and uh, they deceived the public and uh, didn't get permission for the commission now that all, that could all be subject to discussion I never gave in to that entirely myself and I don't want to dredge that up again but that's just something that doesn't belong in this document we have five pages of recommendations from the Finance Committee. Some of them are real good. You know, some of them are helpful. But we never voted on accepting those recommendations. And they're not formally part of our plan. And the final thing, Mary, I, I want, you know, you, you had attached uh, the, the direct comments from people that gave us during our outreach. And some of them read like, well, I've been a fisherman here for uh, 18 years and the port never done a damn thing for me. That does not belong in our strategic plan. Thank you for listening to me. I, th I think we can do it with a cover letter or 
one catch-all introductory statement. My uh, my idea was that I, I let off uh, Commissioner Stevens, uh, Frank Spence. It's your turn to uh, discuss the issue at hand. I can understand where Commissioner Stevens is coming from uh, for the past history and uh, reading uh, some of the language as if it's currently and, and putting, putting it in past tense, like it is history and what has gone through my mind is we do not want to try to snow the two very people who are going to be reviewing this and that's Dave Harlan and Senator Betsy Johnson. They know exactly what the situation uh, here in the port was, uh, the relationship, what was going on. And unfortunately, it, it is part of our history. So it, if it could be simplified as part of our history, uh, but obviously going in to the street strategic plan because that's what it is. It, it's forward-looking. It's the future. It's the plan. Uh, yes, these things happened in the past, and really, uh, they're relevant only as part of history. They're not affecting the actions of the administration or this commission today. Uh, it, it's almost like what's past is past. That. Do we have to say it? And if we do, how do, how, how do we say it? And uh, I think, uh, you know, Commissioner Dave Harlan's statements maybe were a bit strong, and he was uh, viewing it from afar and not sitting in a room listening to it. And a lot of it was hearsay. But uh, he had a pretty intimate knowledge of the Port of Astoria. Yeah. So I don't think and, he was uh, looking at satellite photos. And, and that's it. So these people who are going to be reviewing this and judging it uh, and passing upon it uh, 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 know what, what has gone on in the past. That's why it, it has to be mentioned. The question is how it's structured, uh, that it is history, and, and staying in past tense, that in the past, da da da. And, uh, but the commission and the administration has moved forward and uh, in, in taking positive steps with, which have been proven, uh, stated already. And uh, this is, we're moving forward with a strategic plan to uh, uh, advance uh, the goals and mission uh, of the port. So that's my opinion. Okay. Um, Commissioner Campbell. <coughs> I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think every commissioner here is committed to uh, uh, going forward with this in a cooperative manner. But uh, some of the things have already been said that I have to bring up. But in saying that, I would think that probably in the final commentary, you could be a little nicer to the commissioners because we are trying. And we have a new school. We have a new classroom here. And uh, there's been a lot of new changes made in the last three years and uh, I think all we need is a chance and, and a little money from the state and we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll be able to, to uh, 
show them we can operate the sport. But we are hard pressed for money because the state is here. Uh, a good example is uh, we don't get much from the taxpayers to run the sport. And uh, every time we turn around, the state, for example, is taking rent money for submerged lands in this mooring basin, for example. We're paying out to the state, another agency paying the state. This, there's something wrong with that picture. But anyway, hopefully things like that can be worked out. But I would say that be a little kinder in the commentary and give the board a little bit more credit than what we're getting in this plan right now it would be helpful thank you um, Commissioner McLean you already made some comments I don't know if you have anything additional I, I, I would like to piggyback a little bit on possibly making some of these comments in a cover letter or something because once they're in the plan yes they are documented valid history how what is our plan to get them out of the strategic print? <clears throat> what you want to do is, I, I, I think uh, Commissioner Rohn's recommendation is great to do a state of the port once a year and, and go back to your plan and say, okay, here's what we said in the plan. Here's the last, what we've done over the last 12 months. And, uh, or if you are able to, to go, go back further and say, we've, we've met these different activities that we said we were going to do um, and and it, the there's no question with business Oregon that you can change your and update your uh, tinker with your plan every year in fact it doesn't even have to be yearly it can be even less than that um, but it's it, it can be an organic uh, document you can uh, uh, send out press releases on how you're doing on your strategic business plan there's you can I mean, it just, what it does, it gives you that foundational piece to, to say, okay, here's what we're measuring against. Here's where we were at this point in time, and here's where we are now. And I think that it's going to be, you're going to be able to show positive things in, in that, that interim time. Um, in terms of how it can be used with the, your federal, the, our federal partners, um, I, I, the strategic business plan for the the water resources board or uh, act has it says pier two that's your priority it says it right there so you can go to, as you do an application you can say it is in our strategic business plan this is our priority for funding it's a, it, we have a hundred percent you know concurrence that this is what needs to be done and and the com and the community backs that that the, the the input from that's another reason for having the input in the uh, the plan itself is that the the the, the public supports your priorities. Um, so it's that's I mean you can use th th this plan as rationale for grant applications. I mean it's a, it's a pretty powerful document to be able to do that. Uh, it, it, in addition, you can, you, it's in COPAC's uh, Columbia, uh, Comprehensive Economic <coughs> Development Strategy. The Regional Solutions Team is behind it. I mean, there's, you have lots of, of muscle that you can use in your applications. My, um, my basic strategy is I think we should uh, adopt the strategic plan and um, that becomes a yardstick, something to measure, 
future performance. It's ground zero. And a year from now, in, you know, if we, uh, if we adopt the strategic plan in October, and a year from now, I would be happy to defer to Commissioner Stevens all day long if those conditions no longer apply then. And then we can just amend uh, our strategic plan at that point and then at then call that that is those those things out as no longer being relevant and uh, to me honestly the lower you set the bar the, the higher the more you can accomplish and uh, um, so that's that's my feeling I don't know how you would suggest me well and, 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 and I can also look again at this and see if there's some some opportunities to to maybe soften some or not soften I don't want to say soften that's not what I mean I, it more if I can be more um, uh, futuristic and 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 in uh, uh, some of the wording and, 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 and less less dwelling on the history of or, or that kind of thing um, and I can commit to, to doing that too as part of this next week's review so I think that that was that should be agreeable I, I would think um, I don't we don't want to sugarcoat things and I think that's I, yeah. I see Commissioner Stevens concern um, you don't want to make yourself look bad but at the same by the same token it, it's an acknowledgement of what was and, a re and, uh, and hopefully that would uh, some of these comments are in present tense and I, I for example public disputes within the port commission and between commissioners and port staff have become commonplace that's not past tense and that's the kind of thing i can i can i can alter so um, we have this input now um i think mary has heard each commissioner express their concerns and just to rewind a little bit my attitude is where the port has chosen to work with mary come up with a document that is acceptable to the state of Oregon with hope that we will work together and collaborate and, and solve uh, the region's problems so um, is that enough to move forward for you is it enough for you guys to move forward I mean that's it's, it's enough for me but I want to know how I mean it's are you okay if I would that be okay with uh, the commissioners if she has heard each commissioner I'll have a record of this both written and recorded and then also this document that uh, basically itemizes all the different comments um, all the concerns have been raised and I believe that would give her uh, enough information to try to address the commissioners concerns in such a way that um, maybe the negativity of the past isn't so much front and center in the present tense right uh, piggybacking on that and what I said before if that could be converted to past tense mm -hmm. just by then the Commission used to do uh, the Commission used to have conflict they mm -hmm. used to in, in the past tense and uh, to, to move forward in, in uh, generalization my, my comments I'll withdraw my comments they were they were just in other words technicalities so someone in Salem uh, couldn't care less whether we're paying $179,000 uh, dollars or 285 for an acre of uh, uh, mitigation uh, <laughs> wetlands, but I think that that, that those are, that that's information that <clears throat> Will needs to know, and, and I think that needs to be in the record. Not, 
public record, but I mean in terms of institutional memory of the port. Yeah. That's that's that's, what a, I that's a, that, and that's why it's important to have in something like this, so that uh, eventually, if if you ever do start doing wetland banking, that you know you're you have a a, a bit of a history there. Yes, so. it was. So, can we look at capturing all this in a introductory statement in the beginning and not seeding it throughout the entire document? You're looking for a preamble. No, a preamble, a forward, an introductory Mary, statement. So <laughs> I, 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 no, I'm going to say no, but I, what I'm going to do is let me, st if I get you something in a week and it, it's not acceptable, get back to me right away and I'll think about something else. But I think this document has to stand on its own. It also, there is a, a, a prescribed um, outline of how they're put together too, by the by. The, 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 the Business Oregon has a template that you have to follow. We don't have options. There's no no preamble to the, the template yes, so it's we do and, and what they do is they use that uh, template bec uh, on how they score the different plans so that that's that's that um, let me see what I can do to come up with something that you can all feel good about at some point we're going to have to vote so she'll get back to us okay. in a week and then uh, October 1st is the vote there's no vote today um, okay kind of agreed on consensus to move things, all of the items that were uh, not disputable, I suppose, for amendments immediately. And then uh, again, we, we chose to work with Mary to get us through this process so that we have a document, not that we want to read, but that the state will accept. Yeah. So um, I think that's enough for now. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Hold it. Mr. McLean. Can we address some of these others? Um, I think she has them, so she has those concerns. That she doesn't. The she, ones that she thought were cut and dry, she marked as proposed amended. I think she's heard the commissioner speak because we could spend we could spend 20 minutes on each line item. Well, but there's also, um, uh, Commissioner McLean, there's some, like, uh, with electoral question on page 25. Um, I, I'm not sure that that's a strategic plan question. That is a, a good question, and that's a question that the commission needs to ask, and it might, again, make the, something that, that staff has to follow through on. It, I don't think it needs to be incorporated into the plan. That's why I didn't put a check by it. Um, the, uh, let's see, what was, there was an... I'm, I'm more concerned about page 16 the geographic description oh okay of the port you know west and east i think it makes a lot more sense to have a i hate to move the boundaries our forefathers set forth but uh you know west west of the bridge at the siemens park seems to be west of west you know but there's technically east in mooring or east basin stuff west of the bridge. And I, I want to delineate that landmark a little bit better, and I'm not sure what form that would be. Um, I'm I think not sure. She took all these changes to catalog. Yeah catalog them for our benefit and now she's going to go back well but that that 16 i'm sorry that that i i don't i don't have a 
uh, response to that? I, what do you want to do? I mean, it, this I, what I we've always used is the the what's been in the the prior <clears throat> strategic plan. So I thought it was a reasonable suggestion, uh, in my opinion. So. so, so the reason that's in the strategic plan that way is that's the way we report on things from a management perspective, and that basically Portway Avenue. Um, down through Pier 1 here splits what we call Waterfront West and Waterfront East. Uh, the reason we've split it that way um, really has to do with the marina um, and that the West End Marina here really from a analysis and a financial perspective shares more in common with the East End Morning Basin um, and so we like to have a way to report on those together. Um, they share a manager, they share staff um, that work in <clears throat> in both areas um, and also some of their revenue and expenses intermingled and so from a reporting perspective it made sense to sort of lump those together um, as being waterfront east whereas waterfront west deals with pier structures um, cruise ship log ship seafood type revenue and so that's why there's the delineation between east and west and, and really the split is down portway um, all the way through pier one here well, the way I interpreted Portway was straight down, straight through the pier. You know, so we would technically, right geographically here, be in east. If yeah, you want to, if you want to put in there the shoreline here, that's fine with me. You know, I just thought it in the bigger picture, it might be easier to delineate right at the bridge. Call everything east, everything east, everything west, west. Yeah, we could do it a lot of different ways. It's, um, this actually got changed in 2015. <coughs> we didn't used to have a geographic setup like that. It was done by business unit. Um, and so we changed things geographically so we could have a better like hierarchical reporting structure so that when you look at the port as a whole within the port, you have these um, significant properties. So for instance, you have a waterfront west. Within waterfront west, you then have subcategories of Pier 1, Pier 2, Pier 3. Within Pier 1, for example, you would have a subcategory of the Pier 1 building, and within the Pier 1 building, you could have various offices, and so that when we get an expense that comes in, we can book it to the lowest <coughs> level possible. So if you buy janitorial supplies for the whole building, it goes to the Pier 1 building. If it's something that's particularly for this room, um, we would book it to this suite number. And so that's why we changed from sort of the business model to more of a geographical hierarchy um, is for better reporting, which sort of also falls in line with, with some of the recommendations from the Ad Hoc Finance Committee um, as far as more detailed reporting on individual assets and being able to track revenue and expenses down to the lowest levels possible so that we can potentially evaluate those assets um, for their profitability and um, when you're looking at things like liquidating, potentially selling things off, um, you would have good data on that. and so. You know, an argument can be had about how you make those divisions, um, but the reason and, and the cause for the divide between East and West had to do with kind of how the, the Mooring Basin operates here and that it's closely associated with the East End Basin. The, Mr. Chairman, the city of Astoria has already divided the port property in half right down Portway Drive from Portway Drive to the end of the west, it's called the Uniontown Port District, and in this district is already in the uh, uh, 
overlay, uh, uh, overlay already exists from Portway to the uh, Seamen's Memorial. So the city has already divided that and it already exists. And the opportunity in the economic zones divided up too. Yeah. Excellent conversation. Okay. Any additional comments? <laughs> I, I have a few comments on the strategic plan, if I may. Okay, please. Um, and I don't want to sort of marginalize some of the, the discussion we're having on, on some of these issues, but I tend to have a different perspective on some of these things. Um, I spent about nine years as a, as a youth and high school basketball coach, and one of the things you deal with um, in that arena has to do with, with kids and, and playing time and who's making what team. Um, and you'll get the argument a lot of times from particularly parents that that coaches make those decisions for political reasons or they show favoritism to certain kids and one of the things that I always um, tried to get through to the kids is is that some of that may be true there may be times when when kids are competing for those last spots on the varsity team that at the end of the day it may just come down to who the who the coach likes better or when you're the ninth or tenth guy on the bench, playing time could kind of come down to, you know, does, does the coach know you a little better or were you a little more behaved in practice? But if you put in the work and you're one of the best players, then the politics of things like that don't matter because you're going to play a lot. You're too valuable and it's obvious, it's apparent, um, that you need to be the person who's, who's playing a lot um, because you've put in the work to gain the skill um, and you've earned it. And so kind of in looking at the, at the strategic plan and some of the language, one of my focuses on this and something that when I worked with Mary I really wanted to work on was looking at those action plans for the port. I, we kind of spent less time talking about the history and, and things like that. I wanted to make sure that looking at the two and four year action plan that those were attainable, that those were things that I felt like we could achieve as a port. And I think at the end of the day, if we move in that direction and we're getting those things done, then some of this other language becomes a little bit irrelevant. Uh, and the politics of it don't matter as much because the proof's in the pudding. We've shown that we've achieved our goals. Um, and so whether there's language in there about regaining trust, you can still have naysayers. Um, but if we are really moving these, fo these things forward and achieving these goals, um, then some of those negative opinions in some ways become irrelevant because we push this thing forward um, and, and if we're being successful then some of the, um, the, the politics of some of this don't matter as much and, and I, I think we are moving it forward. We're not completely there yet um, but that's really where my focus was is on the action plans, getting that forward momentum and sort of not worrying about some of this other, other noise. So I just wanted to add that because I think that's important. Um, and it was one of my focuses on this plan, one of the main focuses was looking at those action plans. Um, you know, and I, I was aware of, of, obviously we're aware of, of uh, the history of what's gone on and stuff. Um, but I guess I take um, less credence into sort of some of the language in the document and the tone. Um, and I think the important thing is are we going to achieve the goals we set forth in the plan? And that's, that's really where I think we should be pushing towards. Uh, thank you. And with that, you know, I would be happy to defer to, to Mary and her working with our executive director in that capacity. Um, and then I hope as a commission, 
we can accept that work and adopt it on October 1st. Um, the executive director, do you have any more comments? I do not. Okay, Commissioner McLean is asked to speak at the end of the meeting, so in order to maintain the order of the meeting, Oh, uh, Commissioner, I, I do have. I, sorry, sorry about that. I, I do have some comments. I thought you were asking uh, if okay, I had more sorry, comments about uh, the plan. I'll back up. Uh, public comment uh, for non-agenda items. I don't believe we have any more signed. Are there any forms that I'm unaware of? Okay. So with that, I'll go back to the executive director comments. Yeah. So I have a few things on the list here. Um, the first one is something that the commission has been aware of um, of the ongoing investigation. Um, into our cruise ship marketer uh, Bruce Connor, um, the investigation was uh, put forth by the Oregon Ethics Commission. Um, they've recently came out with um, their findings. Um, it's important to note um, that the findings are in regard to Bruce Connor personally and don't implicate the port. Uh, however, that being said, I think it's important that the port works with, with Bruce um, to make sure that any conflict going forward is resolved. Um, and all the correct disclosures and things like that are made. And so uh, I've been working with both Bruce and our port attorney, Eileen Akins, um, and we actually have a conference call scheduled for this Friday at 11 a.m. Um, so we're addressing that issue. Um, our director of operations, Matt McGrath, and I took a trip down to Newport on Friday and met with their management staff. Um, I thought it was a good trip and, and it was um, interesting to see the things that they had going on down there and, and a lot of things were in common um, with what we have here and so um, we had a chance to not only meet with their management staff but tour their facilities um, i had been kind of down to the um, the port area at newport before but had never um, kind of seen all of the, all of the stuff they have they have a really successful marina um, and a really successful and profitable rv park down there um, and the RV park was something um, that we had got from our airport advisory committee uh, as one of their potential recommendations for the skipping on. So it was, it was good to kind of lay eyes on that and get some feedback from their management on how that process has worked um, and sort of how they structure everything. And so um, I thought that was a good trip. Uh, we do have tentatively scheduled uh, for a new tenant to be moving into this building into the current offices that the port occupies. Um, and the tentative move-in date at this point is December 1st, although the lease isn't completely signed yet. Um, but I would expect that that would get done. And the port staff who's currently upstairs would be moving back over to the gateway building um, where we were prior to moving into here. And we have some of our management staff over there now. Um, our maintenance manager has an office in the gateway building. Um, our head of security is over there. Um, and our environmental compliance specialist spends quite a bit of time over there as well. And so um, this kind of serves a couple purposes. Obviously, obviously it's, it's new revenue for the port. Um, our top floor of this building is some of the most valuable office space that we have um, in terms of rental rates. Um, I, I also think just from a um, sort of a camaraderie standpoint, having all staff in the same location um, I, I think will be a good thing. We'll be down closer to the to the maintenance and, and security groups. Uh, so that's scheduled for December 1st. So we have some work to do uh, to get to that point. Um, do we have to approve uh, the commission? Uh, no. 
we have our final audit is scheduled for September 30th, so we'll have auditors out here in a couple weeks, and so it's been a busy, uh, busy time here upstairs trying to get ready for the audit. Um, we do have a consultant who's been coming out a couple days a week to assist us in that process. Um, Jim Gray's been putting in some extra time to, to get us ready for that, and so um, I, I was a little nervous a couple weeks ago, but we've made some pretty good progress, so I think we're in a pretty good spot um, in terms of, of being ready. Um, for them to come out on the 30th. As a follow-up to uh, Commissioner Stevens' comments, um, Matt McGrath did submit an application um, as a part of the Water Resource Development Act um, that we learned about through Logan Haulers. Um, I want to thank Matt for that. It was a short turnaround. By the time we knew about it, the, the document was due in about nine days, and so we submitted that on September 11th. Um, and so we're excited about uh, what may come of that so I think what's that document submitted for what's the um... so it's an it's an application and it's it's uh, run through Merkley's office and what we're looking for through that document specifically uh, is some possible assistance uh, on our waterfront dredging um, I think Logan was surprised to hear the amount of money we have to spend annually just to keep um, the slip and the, and the face open to vessel traffic um, that's something that, that not very many ports have to deal with on an annual basis. Um, and so the hope there is that there will be some monies available to help either with the dredging itself or to help offset that cost. Was that through the Army Corps of Engineers or who was that through? It would be through the Army Corps of Engineers. Um, and then the last one I had on the list here is we have uh, got a couple of Finance Committee applications. I think at this point we have two applications. Um, and so that window is, is still open for anyone who has an interest in, in applying to that committee. We need, we need some more people. And so um, we'll keep that open until we have uh, five citizen members. And so um, if, if you know of anybody who, who may have an interest, I've reached out to a couple people, um, but we, we still need some bodies for that. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Chairman. Yeah. Uh, read in the today's historian that the agents for the steamships line has filed suit against the port. So I don't know if uh, our attorney has received, uh, been served the papers and I would certainly want the administration to keep the commission up to date on the status and, and what time uh, they're, they're going to go to trial. Correct, so uh, that suit was filed on Friday. Um, and I talked to Mike Hagland, our attorney, on this uh, yesterday morning, uh, and his office was um, was reviewing the documents. Um, I have talked to, or I've been contacted by several news agencies wanting some comment on that, and I had talked uh, briefly to Edward um, at the Daily Astorian. Um, but at this time, uh, when I have kind of more news to give you, I will. Um, again, this is something we expected. We've known for a while, and we budgeted for the fact um, that there was going to be a challenge to these fees. Um, I was actually a little surprised um, it took so long. So um, now we're here and, and the hope is that we can kind of fast track this thing because it really just comes down to a legal question of our ability to assess this fee. Um, and so in my mind, the quicker um, that we can get to that point, the better so that we can kind of move forward. And I hope any legal agreement that is reached will be respected by both parties and we can move on. A letter we sent to any port who sent us a letter I uh, sp specifically asked if there was a sincere 
wish on their part to collaborate with the Port of Astoria in a way that we could resolve some of our challenges, um, those challenges being uh, historic infrastructure and being responsible for the sedimentation of the entire length of the Columbia River. If there was a willingness, a sincere willingness to work with them, work with us on those issues, we would welcome that from the other ports. One final question, uh, Will, what's the status of marketing the uh, sale of the Riverwalk? Uh, I had mentioned, uh, did the commission authorize you to engage the services of a, a realtor who specializes in the promotion of large projects like this? We did, so we discussed it, um, and what, uh, technically I would have the authority to engage in that, so it wasn't an authorization, it was more of a consensus to sort of move forward in the process. Um, so I have reached out to actually a couple different brokers and at this point um, I am working to put together some of the parameters um, that we would like to see within the RFP. Um, the plan after that is to have Eileen review those um, to make sure from a legal perspective there's, there's nothing in there that's going <coughs> to cause a problem. Um, and then sort of the, the next step in that RFP process will be to go out um, to a broker uh, and get their advice based on um, so the parameters we've set forth on sort of what the best way um, to draft this thing so that we can get um, maximum value and maximum interest um, in the RFP process. Um, this, this, this will take some time though. Um, there's a, there's um, in dealing with, with the hotel and, and the various associated properties, um, it, it's, not, it's not just as clean as you have a building and, and you're ready to sell it. Us, us being a public entity and with some of the history of the hotel, um, and also the fact that we have an operator um, who potentially um, has a contract to operate the hotel uh, for the next six years, um, as well as some of the underlying infrastructure on the hotel and associated buildings um, that are going to need some, um, some help soon. Um, there are some, uh, th there's a lot of things going on in this RFP and we want to make sure that we address everything. Um, I think eventually we're going to get to the point in the RFP where we're going to have a scoring system based not only on uh, the check someone's going to write initially um, but also looking at you know how does how does the plan for the building and future development fit in um, with our waterfront plan um, what sort of ongoing revenues whether that's through a ground ground lease or a percentage of sales type agreement will the port get going forward um, so there's a number of things that, that we sort of need to evaluate and make sure that um, we have included because I want to be careful that um, we don't sort of sell off our revenue streams, so to speak, um, because I think especially as we're moving forward and, and eventually going to be asking the state for money, um, the question is going to come from Business Oregon that, you know, based on the way you've been operating, you haven't been able to upkeep these facilities. So if we come to the table and give you a bunch of money, how do we know that you're going to be able to keep up on these things? And so I think we need to be careful in that in, in when we sell off assets and have this influx of cash um, that we don't hurt our operating revenue so much that there's just no way, even with help from the state, that we're going to be able to maintain these things on an ongoing basis. And so I want to find a way to work that into the RFP um, so that there's sort of from a financial perspective, there's there's multiple steps here. There's initial payments and there's ongoing revenue. Um, there's capital investment. Uh, I think all those things are important. So um, that's sort of the long way of saying it's going to take some time to get this together. 
Thank you. Uh, just final question. We, the commissioner will retain this room as a meeting room and won't move us over there? <laughs> I think it'd be good for morale if we moved into one of the bays at the uh, Terry's Plumbing. Yeah, I thought about maybe just throwing up a tent in the parking lot. So. We could have some chairs. Um, at, at this point, we, we, we plan to stay in here in terms of, of the meetings. Um, at the, I haven't really heard a better alternative. The area the commission used to meet at the gateway was a poor setup. It was like an L formation. Yeah. And actually, a, a portion of that area has been walled off now. So um, I, I don't know that there's anywhere in the gateway that would make sense. So. By the same token, this is, if this is valuable real estate, I think it's extraordinary, the views we have in this room. Um, if, if, there's, if there's a place we should be meeting instead, or um, I'm, I'm, I'm open to that, so. Um, thank you very much for a very comprehensive report uh, and being open to commission questions. Uh, I don't know if it's the chair, but Commissioner McLean has uh, asked to speak after the executive director so in, in, in light of, uh, uh, of being flexible, I'll, I'll limit your time to three minutes. No problem. First of all, I attended the meeting with uh, Logan Holler with uh, Merkley's office. I thought it was a very good meeting, and I'd be repeating everything people have already said. So pressing on. Uh, the Daily reported uh, that the steamship funds are being held by the steamship operator group or some other pool other than the port. I think that was a very wise move. Uh, I'd like to congratulate who, whoever made that decision in negotiations with people. I also noted that um, there are several ports upriver that has bought a dredge spoil site at the very east boundary of our port district. There, Puget Island. Puget Island, yeah. Uh, I'm concerned on the downriver flow of their spoils um, and just want to bring that up. Um, for, you know, it's, it all runs downhill. Okay. Uh, last of all, to the public, we do have a sign-in sheet here. I would ask that, you know, even staff or public sign in because that could be a statistical historical document that people can refer back to to find out who is at a meeting and stuff. So I would invite you to sign in, please. Three minutes. Excellent work. I think you can do that um, at the beginning. But anyway, thank you. Um, I just didn't know where the lawsuit would go. The uh, upcoming meetings, October 1st, will be our next meeting, and then the next regular session is October 15th. The meeting is adjourned.